Are we about to see major deflation in asset prices? You came here for the truth. Yes, could it be possible at this time? I said deflation, yes. But what is going on right now in the economy that actually makes this very, very possible? I'm gonna show you something that's very interesting. That's part of the first thing we need to discuss, and that's liquidity. At a time where we have so much inflation, could it be possible to see deflation? We'll talk about that. The second thing I want to look at is inflation. Because while there is the potential for deflation, certain things are inflating rapidly. So I'll give you both sides of the story. And the third thing is spending. What we could be seeing here is the potential to try to offset real deflation by spending like there's no tomorrow. All of that will be covered in this video. Let's go. Okay, here we go. The Fed repo yet again crossing over the $1 trillion mark. For those who don't know what's going on here, you got the reverse repo operations where the commercial banks are parking their cash at the Federal Reserve. They're getting a return from this. It's easy money. They don't have to loan it out to individuals or businesses. They do this overnight. They make a small return, but the compound effect, of course, isn't too bad. Well, you don't get those deals but the Federal Reserve and their friends at the big banking establishments, the primary dealers, are able to take advantage. Looking at this, the Fed should announce the bond taper in September and begin it in October, says the Dallas Fed President Kaplan. Yes, that's right. If you can believe it or not, September's meeting, which I've talked about so much, is perhaps a pivotal moment in the financial system and then of course in the economy looking at the quote here what i don't want to do is keep running at this speed for too long and then we're going to have to take more aggressive action down the road which is of course true but that's usually what happens with the fed they're always too late they're always too slow they don't know what they're doing at least on the outside and that's the way it is but Seeing this right here is so key because September has so many different events that are surrounding it that I'm really interested. Are they going to have to reverse course before this even happens? We will find out in time. Now, looking at this, liquidity is evaporating even before the Fed taper hits markets. So directly correlating these two pieces of information, I wanted to show you this interesting indicator. The gap between the money supply growth and GDP is now zero. Negative readings in the last decade spelled trouble for the S&P 500. A measure of U.S. financial liquidity whose declines foreshadowed two of the decade's worst equity routes is flashing alarms even before the Federal Reserve embarks on its planned uh, winding down of asset purchases. So first of all, we don't know what's going to happen with the asset purchases, but it looks like they'll start winding that down, particularly with the mortgage-backed securities because they have no business in that anyway. The signal is obscure, but it has sent meaningful signs in the past. Roughly speaking, it's the gap between the rates of the growth in the money supply and the GDP. Okay, looking at this, it just shows you in the chart here at the top, the S&P 500, you can see the growth. At the bottom, it's just giving us what the indicators called the Marshallian K. And that happens to be a time in which we do get these corrections. They're showing us on the chart here, 
but it doesn't mean it's it's perfect and, and what what have you. But recently that's been the case. When you're pumping money into the system, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get this effect that is positive for the markets. There's no doubt about it. And you could see right now moving into the negative today. But there's something else that has moved into the negative, which I specifically warned about back in April, I believe, and it's related to China. Now, China's social financing, you know, you could look at this and what we'll talk about throughout several charts that I'll show you, essentially the amount of money, like this is what I'll, I'll show you many different charts, but what I'm trying to highlight here, the amount of money being loaned out by China's banks. The more money being loaned out, obviously economic growth. This has a lagging effect on the rest of the world. If China starts to slow down, if they start to feel this little, you know, deflation, that's going to impact the growth in the rest of the world. Yardeni pulls up this PDF here, uh, lots of detail. You could see it, many different indicators within it, but I'm just trying to show you this. China's social financing total. And if you could see where, where my mouse is right now, that's July 2021. And we have not seen levels like this since the beginning of 2020. We have not, you'll see many different indicators, uh, China social financing, bank loans, same situation. The PDF will be in the description if you wanna check it out for yourself. China social financing, in the negative right here, China social financing, again, just measured in different things. This is entrusted loans. There's so many, okay? That's one thing. This is a just different chart uh, from trading economics. They pull this actually from the People's Bank of China. And the amount that you're seeing here, like I said, all of the last year we haven't seen it, but moving back into like February, March timeframe, that's the last time we saw this. It is growth, but it's very weak growth. Okay. Look at this. China's M2 percentage growth declining again. It's still higher than what you would see in some other countries, but still compared to where they were looking at it, you know, on its own, it just shows weakness. This is uh, from the PBOC. Long uh, loan extension and bond issuance slowed in July. Wow. You could see this coming in so many different levels, corporate bonds, government bonds, all these different things that they're showing here. There is a slowdown that's happening today. That's a drying up of credit. And I think that that is very key to watch because we have already seen signs of weakness. Number one, liquidity is being pumped in from every angle and yet it's not enough. Number two, this China signal that I just showed you is the worst that we have seen since the beginning of 2020 when there was a lockdown. Number three, investors must prepare by reducing the amount of leverage that they are exposed to. U.S. railroads to the federal government are saying, don't blame us. They've defended how they've handled international intermodal congestion. So if you look on every single type of method of transportation, sea, train, uh, looking at truck, trucking, any, any form of freight, air freight, whatever. And especially the fact that I covered in my, that live video I did with the individual from the shipping industry, giving us 
the inside scoop confirming everything that I've said is that every single one of them are experiencing delays and higher prices. Much of the congestion occurring at the intermodal rail terminals is ultimately related to factors beyond the control of the railroads, and the railroads are doing all that they can to improve terminal throughput. Interesting, right? There are more details in here, but I just think it's interesting how there could be something, something going on. That's all I'm saying. There could be more to the story than what we're being told. I wanted to bring that to, to you and, and you know, you be the judge for yourself. Now, of course, you are paying more. You are, that that we know that. We know this information. Um, but I think it's important that people understand the breakdown of exactly what's happening here. If you look at the CPI, you look at the core PCE rate, you're going to get only one piece of the puzzle. You're only going to get part of the story. This shows you month over month and year over year accelerating dramatically. But of course, used cars and trucks, they're up quite a bit. Shelter is definitely up, but not as much as you would see, but the way that they measure it, that's the problem. Shelter, rent inflation, year over year change. Both of these, of course, are starting to go up even on their own measures. New cars and trucks are up like crazy. Used cars and trucks are up like crazy, but you can kind of see it leveling off. And the same thing here with the CPI, urban consumers, less food and energy. This right now, again, leveling off. This is just giving you the CPI, urban consumers, commodities, less food and energy year over year, and services as well. Same situation, right? Headline CPI has surprised more to the upside than previously seen in the 24-year history of Bloomberg expectations. Unbelievable, right? This is the inflation rate, and you could see how they're suggesting right now maybe this is leveling off. We don't know that yet, of course, but I suspected and what they initially had told us was that by the time we get into September timeframe, that this would be leveling off and perhaps starting to fall down. That could happen because we're going year over year measurements. Remember that. Looking at all of this, um, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen, but the government with all of their spending could accelerate this much further. Inflation has, at a minimum, paused for both the headline and the core figures. The monthly and annual numbers were stable or down for the last month. Based on the data, inflation is certainly not on an unstoppable increase. But, of course, only time will tell. Labor shortage gives retail and restaurant workers the upper hand for now. This is interesting. We've never seen things like this before, but people, if you right now are listening, I've talked about this on social media, all my social medias, that you should be demanding a higher pay if you can get what you can right now at this time because you may actually have the upper hand. Looking at this, the Senate voted to authorize more than $4 trillion of federal spending in less than 24 hours between Tuesday and Wednesday morning. If you scroll through here, you can just see that they want the $3.5 trillion budget uh, reconciliation proposal. Is it going to happen? Is it going to go through? Looks like it. They give you the breakdown of what's all in here, but... The CRFB estimates that the reconciliation proposal would result in roughly $1.75 trillion of 
borrowing, but they plan to spend it and uh, they could spend a lot more if they wanted. Who knows? Uh, already today, taxes set a record through July. Real federal spending is up 47.7%. This is insanity. Look at that. We keep going higher and higher and higher. The July budget deficit hits $300 billion. There is no possible way that this is going to turn around anytime soon. You just can't stop that. Anyway, what can you do? That's just the way it is. If you want to be able to get around all the censorship and all the nonsense that's going on today, you've got to join up to the insiders. The insiders is my way to connect to you directly. It is totally free, of course. You can get it right here at this card or at themoneygps.com. And don't forget to hit that like button. I do appreciate it very much. And if you haven't seen this video already, you definitely want to check it out. Click it and I'll see you there.